One shot, one life. Helping you win with money, people, faith, work, health, and your hopes and dreams. We help you stop worrying and start winning. I will not waste my life watching the world go by. I've only got one shot, one shot, one life. Welcome your host, best-selling author, speaker, CEO, husband, and dad, Doug Fitzgerald on 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome to One Shot, One Life. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald. And yes, we are, I always, when we kick off the show, we're having a great time here. Josh is uh, boogieing down. So you know, I went all out this morning. If you, he went all out. And so if you want to see that, check us out on Facebook Live. But thank you so much for joining us. We are grateful you're here. We're broadcasting live from smack dab in the middle of the United States of America in Lincoln, Nebraska, from the KLIN studios. And again, we appreciate you being here. Uh, Johnny Cadillac's monitoring our Facebook live feed. So if you want to jump on there, check things out. Even if you want to communicate with us, have a question for our guest, uh, please go to Facebook uh, and you can check us out at 1400 KLIM. And as always, as you heard earlier, that's my executive producer, Josh Floyd, uh, who gets us running on the show every week. So thank you so much for doing what you do. I love doing what I do. Did you have a good week this last week? Yeah, it was pretty good. Krista, I mentioned last week, my wife had got COVID. Yeah. And so. Yeah. She doing all right? She's doing much better now. It hit her pretty hard, but she's she's making making the turnaround. She's she's back at work now. She went back to work yesterday. She's just still kind of feeling a little crummy. Yeah, well, so, so that's part of it. It's going around, and uh, yeah. hopefully, it's uh, hopefully it's getting less and less impacting on people's lives. Yes, uh, as we yeah. go along. So. And Grayson and I never got it, so. That's that a good thing. Been, yes. That's a really good yes, thing. We dodged it. Well, we had a uh, we had a unexpected turn this last week. We were going to take a trip after last week's show down to Texas, and uh, we just felt like we should stay home. So we turned it into a staycation in Lincoln, Nebraska. We went downtown and, and uh, enjoyed things that we don't normally do uh, in our own city, which was really cool. We went to a place where we didn't realize that, hey, it's pretty much hopping most of the night. So went to restaurants, watched a movie, uh, did, did a little shopping. But here's the thing I want to point out. Um, ultimately, you know, uh, we were called to stay home. And because of that, we had five specific interactions um, that, with people that really, uh, really needed our ear. We were able to meet with them and, and encourage and serve them. So I just feel like, you know, God really led us to that. And so, you know, the encouragement there is to say, hey, simply, if somebody's on your heart or somebody's on your mind, just to have the opportunity and the, and the freedom and uh, the courage to step out and actually, you know, connect with those people. You, mm-hmm. know, you never know how it's going to impact them. Uh, in their lives, and so we were grateful we stayed home, and and also we celebrated Tammy's birthday too. So, which is a big uh, deal too. Absolutely, it's a big deal. So it was birthday week in the Fitzgerald household. So <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, anyway, yeah, we had a great week. Well, we had a great show last week as well. Well received. I personally had several conversations with people about it. We had faith expert and friend Ben Stevens on the show. Uh, Ben's a pastor in Texas, and we had a really raw, transparent conversation about the decline of faith in America over the past several years. Uh, plus, we dug into the question: Is it possible? to love and have unity with people even if we have differences <laughs> so interesting because i even even with that topic we got you know some unfollows and stuff just by talking about unity which is really interesting but um that's kind of the world we live in the show is really good if you didn't have a chance to uh to tune in check it out ben also performed live 
a song that he yeah, wrote. It was our very really first good. Live performance. He was great. Oh, he did a great job. And so check that out. Uh, you can also check out the video as well on Facebook at 1400KLN. Josh, how can people check out the podcast? Podcasts can be found wherever podcasts are found. And we recommend Spotify or Apple Podcasts for that. These are free apps. You can download them for free. Uh, you can download podcasts on them for free. Just search one shot, all one word, one life, all one word. And you can actually subscribe. Um, through these platforms so that you never miss a show. It will just automatically download to your phone, and then you can listen to us on the go wherever you are all the time, all our past episodes, all our future episodes, forever. Forever. Around the world. Around so if you're traveling, you know, check it out. All right, well, let me ask you this. Are you starting to feel the pinch of the economy on your budget? I know for our family, we're seeing higher prices with gas, groceries, business, rent that we just found out this, this week, um, and much more. Uh, and over the past couple of weeks, I've had several conversations with people asking me about different areas that are directly impacting them with the economy. Questions like... Is now a good time to buy a house with the interest rates being so high? Is it a good time to invest in the stock market? Man, that's been a roller coaster ride mm-hmm. over the last uh, several months. <laughs> yeah, wow. Um, how do I make ends meet with inflation growing? And how do I either create more income or figure out how to budget my money better? And what's going on with our current economy? And we've got interest rates. We've got spending bills being passed. I mean, it just seems crazy. So we're, in a, we're just in a crisis time, in my opinion. And so I thought it was a great time to bring back our friend to the show, financial expert expert, national economist, and best-selling author, Jerry Robinson. Jerry's going to help us make sense of what's going on around us financially and provide some best steps that we can take, uh, not only to weather the financial storms that we're experiencing now, but also take advantage of it and come out on the other side in better shape uh, than we started. He also has a best-selling book called Bankruptcy of Our Nation. He provides an eye-opening truth of America's current debt-based economic system, and he's written about uh, you know it and discussed it over the past several years. And what we're, what we're learning about from Jerry's actually coming true before our eyes. So I highly recommend that you go out there, uh, get the book. Uh, again, it's Bankruptcy of Our Nation by Jerry Robinson. He's also got a great website, uh, and I've, I've been through the website. Uh, he's, he's done, I've gotten trained through the website. I've gotten a lot of great information. It's called followthemoney.com. In the last segment, I'm going to have Jerry really break that down because he's helped thousands of regular, everyday individuals profit from the stock market, learn about cryptocurrencies, commodities, and also starting up your own business. And he's provided this for over a decade. It's proven plans, proven system, and I'm excited for you to learn more about that as well. So I'm really looking forward to having Jerry uh, on the show. And, um, you know, if you know of anybody that can benefit from the topics we're going to talk about, we'd really encourage you to go out now and just have them jump on, or if if not, uh, they can catch the broadcast, um, you know, the recording of that on the podcast, too. Well, I want to wrap up the first segment here by sharing with you something um, that we haven't talked about on the show so far, Josh. Nobody, we haven't talked about this. Uh, it's our One Shot, One Life community email. I know you're giving me a little, huh? <laughs> we haven't so, mentioned this? Yeah, no, we well, haven't mentioned it yet. Right. And if you want to stay up to date on what's going on with One Shot, One Life, I highly recommend that you join our email community, over 10,000 people strong. Each week we send an email that, that shares info about past shows, links to our podcasts, One Shot, One Life updates, and so much more. It's absolutely free. All you have to do is go to oneshotonelife.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page, and add yourself to the community. We'd love to have you join us, and uh, you can check out, uh, like I said, everything that we have to offer on a weekly basis. And we're not going to 
over, you know, email you or spam you or all that stuff. It's just one email a week, and we just give you some good updates. Also, while you're on the website, grab a free copy of our theme song, written and performed by Voda. They're awesome, absolutely free as well. We want to thank Brian Olson and the band for generously allowing us to give that away for free. So go there, download it, and check it out, and then you can be like Josh Floyd yes. and just jam. And if you, th- if you think the, the just the little bits that we play on the show are good, wait till you hear the whole song. <laughs> That's right. It's really good. It's so good. Someday we're going to have them perform it live for us, so we'll get there. Oh, I can't wait. I'm gonna have, That'd have, be so cool. That'd be really good. All right, we're going to take our first break, and when we come back, we'll be joined by national economist and financial expert Jerry Robinson. If you've got a question or a comment for Jerry throughout the show, you're welcome to text us. Uh, Josh is going to open up the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline right now at 402-479-1400. You can also comment on our Facebook Live feed as well. You are listening to One Shot. One Life on Lincoln's number one news and talk station, 1499.3 KLIN. One Shot, One Life is presented by Lincoln Coin and Bullion, where we treat each customer with respect and dignity. A customer who purchases $50,000 of gold is not treated differently than a customer selling a gold filling. Every customer uniquely contributes to our business success. You're listening to 1499.3 KLIN. You only have one shot in this amazing one life, helping you make every single day count. This is One Shot, One Life on 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald. We want to thank our title sponsor, Lincoln Coin and Bullion. I tell you what, that crew is amazing. I deeply appreciate uh, what they provide. They've been my precious metals uh, team for over 10 years now. Pat, Courtney, Katie, and Aaron, just phenomenal people. Here's the cool thing. If you want to buy or sell gold, silver, platinum, palladium, and you've never done it before, I personally would rather go to somebody that I know and trust in person um, than not. So I want to encourage you, if, you know, if you're interested at all, either in buying or selling, check them out. They only work by appointment only because they want to give you their full attention. Uh, to make that appointment, call 402-327-2853. That's 402-327-2853. And if you just want to get more information about what they provide, you can go to their website at lincolncoinandbullion.com. That's lincolncoinandbullion.com. Uh, and again, if you go, like with any of our sponsors, we'd appreciate if you go in and say, hey, I heard about it on One Shot, One Life, which is really fun to hear from our sponsors when they tell us that. So I appreciate that. All right. Well, today we are honored to have financial expert, national economist, and best-selling author Jerry Robinson on the show. Um, Jerry is going to help us make sense of what's going on around us financially and provide um, the best steps that we can take to not only weather the financial storm that many of us are experiencing, but also to take advantage of it and to be able to come out better on the other side. He also has a best-selling book called Bankruptcy of Our Nation. I encourage you to go out there and purchase that. And also, we're going to talk about it in the last segment, but he's got a great website to help you invest and just learn more about money, economics, trading, um, the stock market, cryptos, and all that. It's called followthemoney.com. We highly recommend that you go there and check it out. Well, Jerry, welcome back to One Shot, One Life. It's great to be here. Thank you so much, Doug. I sure do appreciate it. Absolutely. It's always exciting to have you on. We appreciate you being here. I think the last time you were on was in November. Uh, So, you know, several months have gone by. We've seen a lot of changes in our economy and what people are experiencing. Before we do that, for people and our listeners who may not know who you are, just give us a little brief description of your story, your journey, and how you've gotten to where you are today. Sure. Yeah. Today, uh, I'm the founder of followthemoney.com. Uh, I'm an investor. Uh, I'm also a trading coach uh, here at followthemoney.com. We help people learn how to trade, how to invest, 
And I got here through a passion uh, for economics and also, strangely enough, uh, the Bible. Uh, Kind of a fusion whenever I was going to college. I was really interested in the cross-section between the Bible and economics. And I think that money is a very important test for every human. I do believe that we have an important role to be stewards. And so that kind of informs our economic education that we do, our financial education, and our coaching. I agree with you. Stewardship's important. Uh, and money is the one thing that really can disrupt lives, disrupt families, uh, if not taken advantage of. And, and, and what you do and the information you provide is so great. So thank you for, for providing uh, just such great tools to help people along the way. Now, I've been talking to people over the last several weeks about the current uh, state of our economics. Uh, we're seeing soaring inflation. I think the last number I saw that they came out with was like 8.5%. Of course, we know it's a lot higher that higher than that in a lot of different products. Uh, Government spending continues to skyrocket. We have this uh, new Inflation Reduction Act uh, that just got passed for billions and billions of dollars. Uh, There's a lot of political unrest and so much more. What is your current assessment of the economy today? Well, let's just step back just for a moment and realize where we are. So in 2022, Doug, uh, we are living with the we are living with the repercussions of what happened in 2020. Just as in 2024, we'll be living from the repercut with the repercussions of the decisions that are made now. Mm. Uh, in economics, there's a thing called a lag factor. And so the Federal Reserve, for example, may raise interest rates, but they, that doesn't automatically cause what the Fed wants it to cause. It takes a moment for that to work throughout the economy. So back in 2020, during the COVID crisis, uh, the United States uh, printed more money, Doug, than they printed for the last two centuries. Wow. So 2020 is really the origin story for 2022. Uh, it's the seed. It's, it's what has caused or what led to where we are now. So the decisions that we make today, of course, are going to determine where we are a couple of years from now. Um, And right now, we are seeing that the official CPI, the official inflation rate, has peaked uh, in June at 9.1%. It came down to 8.5% in the month of July. So at least we have one peak. Let's hope that is the final peak. And as you you mentioned, uh, these numbers, of course, are official numbers. They don't factor in many things that they really should. But overall, just using those numbers, all things being equal, we are beginning to see a a decline. We've even seen gas prices falling for more than 60 days now. Crude oil prices are way down from their highs. Commodity prices have really been in free fall for the last couple of months. So all of that being said, those are input costs that go into goods, finished goods and products. And so over time, we expect that this inflation that we're dealing with is going to get less and less cumbersome than it has been. Doesn't mean that's going to be good. In fact, the way we describe the economy right now, Doug, is a bad to less bad economy. So the perceptions about the economy right now were very bad, but then they've gone to somewhat of a less bad state. And it's that place from bad to less bad where there's a lot of opportunity, you know, investment opportunity. There's a lot of opportunity. So 
we tend to see the silver lining uh, in the crisis. That's what we teach our students to really find that silver lining uh, because there's always an opportunity somewhere. Yes, yes, that's what we talk about on the show. Always opportunity. Um, let's jump back to CPI. I believe that's Consumer Price Index. Is that right? What do they? It's when they come out and say it's eight and a half percent. What products are they actually looking at that drives that number? Well, that's the problem. Is that it's an evolving list. Um, it has changed over time, which makes it kind of like nailing Jello to the wall. Unfortunately, right. they they <laughs> they choose things that are. A bit, a little bit misrepresentative of what the average person does, and so overall, you end up with a basket of goods that may not look exactly like it did the year before or the decade before, and also it may not look like something we actually go out and purchase on a regular basis, and and it also excludes sometimes things that should be included. So it's it's a it's an it's a shifting kind of index, and it's purposefully. Uh, in flux, you know, to benefit the government. However, all that being said, nonetheless, we still see prices coming down. So regardless of their phony number, we do see that gas prices are coming down. We do see that copper prices are coming down. We do see that lumber prices, for example, which have been outrageous just a year ago, have certainly come down. So the prices of most things are coming down, which tells us that at least for this round, very likely we have reached that peak inflation quote unquote. Remember in 2020, um, it was in 2020 when the government decided to do the most reckless thing that we have ever seen. There has never been more reckless, a reckless approach to the economy than what we saw in 2020, Doug. There really is no comparison that we can even make in any history, in any country, in any economy to what the United States government did in 2020. The amount of money that was printed, the number of checks that were mailed out, the absolute fraud of the PPP loans, I think one out of five or one out of four of those were fraudulent. Right. Uh, There has been little accountability at all for 2020. In fact, the money was printed. Uh, There was hardly any uh, hesitance on either side of of the aisle, right or left. Uh, So there was plenty of money pumped out. There were checks mailed out. There were fraudulent PPP loans made, very little accountability. And so today, you know, uh, we are facing the repercussions of all of this. We should have went through a recession in 2020. But instead, of course, you you may recall, there were uh, food lines that were miles long. People were suffering. They didn't have enough food, but the stock market was going up. Don't forget, Doug. Right. The stock market needs to go up in an election year. And so 2020 was a very important election year. And so while the the lines were very long for children to get food, single mothers to get food, people were trying to figure out how they're going to keep their jobs, the stock market was going straight up. And everybody remembers this. It was a trade-off that the United States made in an election year. So we're hearing a lot of, you know, the recession talk um, based upon, I think, what the traditional definition is of a recession. you know, for two quarters, if I'm if I'm correct on that, um, we're technically in a recession, but we're being told that we're not. Can you explain what is what is recession? What's the definition, and why is there such confusion about the 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 actual definition of what it is? Well, the reason why there's confusion about the definition is because 
uh, it's an election year again. Here we are again, Doug. Right. Uh, anybody who lives outside the United States wonders why we have gone politically insane. They don't quite understand what's happening. We get a lot of letters from, you know, our members outside of the country. They don't fully understand our insanity. When we look at the uh, definition of a recession, it's pretty broad. The NBER, uh, the National Bureau of Economic Research, is the one that actually makes the call. And traditionally, two back-to-back quarters of GDP contraction, where you have declining economic output, two quarters in a row, that's kind of a thumbnail sketch, or that's kind of the uh, rule of thumb for what is likely a, uh, a recession. But the NBER is the one who actually makes that call, and they don't factor just that rule of thumb. They also have other data. So if you look at, for example, at the jobless, you know, the, the jobs uh, situation, for example, right now, I have this report in front of me here, the latest report, the unemployment rate has declined in more than half of U.S. states in July. A record 22 states reported jobless rates below 3%. 26 states in the union hit a record low unemployment rate in 2022, including uh, Nebraska, which yep. is sitting at 2%. Per, 2%. Uh, so Nebraska sitting at a 2% unemployment rate. That is incredible. So so the, the, the economists take in, you know, jobs data, they take in all these other things into account and before they make their call. So they haven't made a call for a, re- a recession. But remember, Doug, it's important in an election year that the recession be called right before the election, right? This is, a, this is all, it's very, it's a lot of politics. Um, people uh, are concerned about the spending in 2022, but no one was concerned about the spending in 2020. This is, this is how politics and economics uh, it kind of fuse together, and that can actually hurt us in the long run. This is something we teach our students, the importance of separating the political ideals uh, that we have from our investing. Uh, very, very important. But the recession itself, we should have had one in 2020. Uh, they delayed it through gargantuan amounts of stimulus, uh, incredible amounts of spending, uh, reckless spending that is still yet to be investigated. Um, so what's happening this year, we would say that, yes, it feels like we are certainly in a very bad time, but we have been in a bad time since 2020. You know, so it's this is I feel like we're closer to the end of it now. Um, Hmm. And also, if you look at the stock market, for example, you had brought up, you know, many many people are still thinking that we're going to see more downside. Well, they certainly could be right. But let's not forget that we have seen incredible carnage in the stock market in 2022. The first half of the year, you have to go back decades and decades and decades to find this kind of economic carnage in the first uh, stock market carnage in the first half. The, the other point uh, is, is that in July, we had the very best July in the stock market in the S&P 500 since 1939. Oh, wow. So, so the I market is... That. The market kind of jumped off of a low in July, and it was a major multi-decade uh, you know, a month for the stock market. So the stock market's going through some wild things. It's dealing with all of this money that's in the system that's now slowly coming out. Uh, the guys who take the money out usually get the blame. The guys who put the money into the system are usually applauded. And when they have to take it out of the system, they usually get, you know, those are the guys who usually... Uh, uh, bear the political burden. 
Well, hey, while we're talking about spending, um, they just passed the Inflation Reduction Act of billions of dollars. Um, how do you feel this bill, bill is going to impact our listeners in us? Because that's a lot well, of spending, and I'm looking at this, and I'm I, looking at the breakdown of it. It's interesting how they how they title everything um, to make it sound like it's really good, but the reality is it's still spending. It, it is spending. Uh, I would say from from looking over this bill, uh, there are a few things. There are a few bright points that I see. First of all, the the climate spending, for example, especially the tax credits for electric vehicles, uh, the tax credits for rooftop solar. Anyone who wants to get a rooftop solar uh, panels on their home, you're you're going to have a great opportunity now with big tax credits. Those who want to buy an electric vehicle. Uh, assuming that it's made from a factory in the United States, you'll be able to receive a tax credit up to about $7,500. So so much of the spending is actually in tax credits that are incentivizing mm. consumer consumer demand uh, in, a, in an area where I think it needs to be. I mean, when we look at the gas prices now, I have a friend who has a, a hybrid vehicle I was just talking to, and he hasn't filled up his gas tank all summer long. He's been able to just plug it in. And this technology, for example, rooftop solar and electric vehicles, you know, it's again, back to the politics. It's very political, but in, in reality, it shouldn't be. You know, we should have the choice to be able to plug in a car or to use the sun because the, the price of the sun doesn't go up, but the price of Saudi oil does. Mm-hmm. Uh, the price of the sun, you know, doesn't change, but the price of Saudi oil does. And, and it often includes the lives of our, uh, military men and women who have to go over and protect those oil fields. So I think the United States actually trying to force through tax credits a shift in cons- in consumption is a very positive thing. The oil companies don't like the Inflation Reduction Act, right? Because it takes power out out of their hands. Now, the other thing I like about the Inflation Reduction Act is the help that it's giving to seniors. You know, we have several members in our own audience who are over sixty five and who are on Medicare but they pay thousands of dollars for uh, prescription drugs, right? And you're thinking, how is this possible? What's going on? Well, this bill actually addresses that. Those who are diabetics are going to be, or they're going to have access to insulin at a much cheaper rate, whereas the healthcare companies have been completely ripping off people. This is actually going to, you know, slow that down in some ways. So I think it, I think it helps in some ways. Now, Obviously, anytime Washington slaps together a bill, it's, it's usually got some good stuff in it and usually got a bunch of pork in it. And you also have, you also have those things. But I'm surprised, Doug, that, um, uh, either party was, or especially the Biden administration was, was able to get anything through I know. This, this, uh, Congress <laughs> and how, especially the Senate. I was, I was just surprised to see it. And I think, uh, we've been seeing the stock market rebound too, because it realizes that even though it looks like there's total gridlock in Washington, they are actually able to get a few things done. And um, and I, I think the things that we see from the Inflation Reduction Act, especially with the tax credits for the climate, are absolutely vital for our economy going forward. You and I, Doug, should not be forced to use Saudi oil. We should not be forced uh, to use the the current oil and gas infrastructure considering that there are alternatives. And so making those alternatives available will empower the American people and it will get us off of dependence upon Middle East sheiks 
who have lots and lots of oil that they raise the prices on us when they don't like us. We don't need to be in that situation. Well, this is so good. That was a great uh, uh, breath of fresh air hearing from everything else that's been negative out there. So thank you for sharing that. And and you provide some great information regarding the economy in your best-selling book, Bankruptcy of Our Nation. I am going to encourage people to go out there and pick up a copy of that. Well, it's time to take a quick break. And we've been talking uh, and having a great conversation with financial expert and national economist Jerry Robinson. When we return, we'll talk about the impact of personal debt and uh, what we can do about it, along with his thoughts regarding the current housing market. Should you buy? Should you sell? Should you rent? Uh, with all the home prices going up and the interest rates. We want you to stick around. You're listening to One Shot, One Life on 1499.3 KLIN. One Shot, One Life is presented by Lincoln Coin and Bullion, where we respect our clients' privacy. We discourage walk-ins to minimize customer overlap and fully encourage all customers to call us to schedule an appointment. We operate by appointment only to offer our customers a discreet and confidential transaction. You're listening to 1499.3 KLIN. Highly recommend having some layers on. A nice amount of layers. Heavier layers. Heavy winter layers. You might be able to shed a few layers. 1499.3 KLIN. Good to be alive right about now. It's time to stop worrying and start winning. This is One Shot, One Life on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, welcome back to One Shot, One Life. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald, and thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we want to thank our One Shot, One Life show partners, an amazing group of local and regional businesses that uh, we deeply appreciate because they help us get the message out. Um, the Medicare Solutions team, Michael Graham and his team of independent brokers, uh, they'll take the confusion out of Medicare options that are available. There are so many of them out there, including my parents that kind of walk through that process. They take they walk you through a comfortable and non-pressuring process. You can check them out at the Medicare Solutions team.com. The Searcy team of home real estate, Jeff, Mary, and their entire team, which basically uh, includes all of their family, their daughters and all, sons-in-laws. It's they're great. Uh, they've helped Tammy and I uh, purchase uh, and sell five homes over the last 30 years, uh, and they can do the exact same thing for you. The Searcy team of home real estate. Uh, Youth for Christ of Lincoln, they're a non-denominational, uh, non-profit ministry serving over 2,400 young people in the Lincoln and surrounding areas, doing an incredible job. Matt Schulte is just a, a great guy leading that organization, impacting our youth in the city. Casey Smile, Dr. Headley and his staff, totally, totally transformed my smile this past year, and they can do the same thing for you. They're a great team of, of dentists, and uh, check them out, caseysmile.com. Uh, John Henry's Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. They've been proudly serving the Lincoln and surrounding areas for over 25 years and doing a great job. And finally, Lincoln Coin and Bullion, obviously my trusted gold and silver experts for over a decade. If you want to join uh, with us and partner at One Shot, One Life, we'd love to, for you to join the team. All you have to do is contact me directly at Doug at KLIN.com. That's Doug at KLIN.com. Well, our guest today is Jerry Robinson. He's a financial expert and national economist. And if you missed the first segment uh, with Jerry, we highly recommend that you go back and check out the podcast. Jerry, um, uh, Josh and I were just having a great conversation during that break about just what a, a breath of fresh air your perspective is on that, uh, that that spending bill that was just passed. And Josh just has a quick comment for you here. <laughs> yeah, I, That's I, so good. I was very relieved to hear you say what you said because... You know, every time the government passes a spending bill in my head, I'm thinking, okay, well, where's the money coming from? We're already, you know, COVID has ravaged the country and now, you know, the government's making it rain on all of us. Would you, I mean, do I get mad about getting a $1,200 check? No, but do I know that that $1,200 has to come from somewhere? Yes. And so I was nervous when I heard about this, this 
spending bill that we're just talking about. I'm like, okay, well, what does this mean? Where is this money going to come from? And to hear you say, you know, to hear you explain that it's, it's, um, you know, mostly tax credits or just, you know, credits on, on, you know, we're not, we're not getting checks so that we can spend on whatever we have to do something first. And it's, it just, it's, it's very refreshing. It's kind of validating because I keep thinking this in my head and you're actually saying it. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, you know, and, and I think that, uh, you know, electric, you know, sourcing like electric vehicles and, and solar power, I think that's important as well. And so I was happy to hear you say that too. And so you've, you've given me hope, Jerry. I appreciate <laughs> it. We're, we might not be as hosed as it seems like we are. Well, and, and don't forget also, thank you for that comment, but also don't forget that the, another part of this Inflation Reduction Act, which by the way, it's a little bit of a chicanery with the title. I don't think we're going right. to really see any kind of reduction in inflation, but what we will see is that many companies, many corporations like Amazon and others have been skating and Tesla and many others have been skating by not paying taxes. Like they are able to whittle down their tax bill to zero. Whereas, you know, us living in, you know, on Main Street, we don't have all of those bells and whistles. We don't have an army of tax lawyers to call on to to drive our bill down to zero every single year. So the government is passing a bill that says, look, if you're Amazon.com and you're, or you're a company that's earning more than $1 billion in profit, then guess what? You have to pay 15%. And so that there's where some of the money is going to come from. It's going to come from these before we weren't getting money from these massive billion dollar corporations. And now they're forced to pay at least 15%. And to me, that rate is not too terribly high. If my tax rate was 15%, I'd be happy. So I think, <laughs> that's, I think that's, right. that, that's a good rate. You know, it's a good rate and it's, it's fair. Well, the Federal Reserve, Jerry, just announced that household debt climbed past $16 trillion. Uh, as soaring inflation has really impacted people's lives in housing and car loans and that type of thing. Plus, the credit card balances have surged 13% over the past year as well. Um, as you work with people, how are you seeing debt impact their lives? Yeah, debt is a nasty thing. Uh, right now, the national debt nearing $31 trillion. Whenever I first wrote my book, uh, Bankruptcy of Our Nation, Doug, the very first draft back in 2007, I went back and was looking at it. The national debt was around $7 trillion, 7 wow. or $8 trillion. So it's really gone up. Uh, if you look over the last 15 years, the national debt has soared about 200 and, uh, 240%. The sadly, during that same exact 15 year time period, the GDP or the economic output here of the United States has only grown 51 percent. So that's clearly unsustainable. We are growing our debt levels at a much, much higher pace than we're actually growing the economy. And it doesn't matter who you put in office. This is what's so important for people to understand to break free financially is that there is no politician who's going to come and save you. You know, they're, they're not going to do it. There's no party, red or blue, that's going to fix it for you, right? You have to do something. You are the one who has to do it. So what you have to do is you have to think differently. If you, if you put President Clinton in, in, in office, your, your, your national debt goes up. Uh, if you put President Bush in office, the national debt goes up. If you put President Barack Obama in office, the national debt goes up. If you put President Trump in office, the national debt goes up by the tune of $7 trillion. Biden's going to raise the national debt. Every single president's going to raise the national debt. And it, it is the, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of, uh, our hallmark here in America. We're drunk on debt and we've been taught from the very highest echelons of power 
that that's how you do it. You just borrow if you want to take care of problems. We've kicked the can down the road and it's eventually going to bite the American people in the, in the way of higher taxes on their distributions out of their 401ks. So if you're stuffing full a, a 401k and you're thinking, okay, well, I'm going to put all this money in here and I'm going to be able to pull it out 30 years from now uh, at this tax rate where I'm at right now, that's that would probably be the punchline. In other words, if you put money into a 401k, you are putting money into a box and you are giving the key to the government and you're saying, hey, when I, whenever I retire, you just give me this money. And they can set the rate at any rate they want to set. They can slap a distribution tax on 401ks and there's a ton of money there. So we teach people to think in terms of uh, diversifying uh, where you put your retirement funds, especially because the debt that we're talking about long term is going to show up in the form of these types of punitive things. Uh, so 401ks are a little bit dangerous. I'm not saying don't use a 401k. Just don't, I would say, don't view it as the end all be all for your retirement. You want to have some diversification, especially if your company offers a Roth 401k. Mm. I'd be I would be uh, running, not walking, to ask my HR department if they had a Roth version of the 401k, if they offer one. Same thing to go with your IRA. You can have a Roth version. And what that means is, is when you put money in, it's after tax. But when you pull it out, the government says, we will not tax mm. anything you've gained, none of the gains or anything. Assuming you meet these certain criteria, I'm not an accountant. Always talk to a trusted tax advisor before you make any decisions. But the point is, is that I would say that you know avoiding taxes on your retirement accounts is going to be vital if you want to respond to the debt problem we have here in America. A more immediate thing that you can do is, of course, obviously review your debts and begin to pay them down. We actually have a really cool free document, free video, free download for people who want to learn about our own debt stacking strategy. It's followthemoney.com forward slash debt. Uh, and they can go there. Anyone listening right now, they can go there. They can download the podcast. They can download all this free stuff. And it's just literally a simple system that teaches them how to pay off debt quickly, all of your debt within, say, four to seven years, including your mortgage. It's a really powerful system. But uh, America's love affair with debt is going to end badly. Uh, how it ends is anyone's guess. Uh, we can imagine a thousand scenarios, but it will end. And the most important thing for those listening today to realize is that the government is not going to save them and the government is not going to stop digging a, 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 a hole. In fact, the currency in our pocket is debt. Mm -hmm. So it's one thing to just take on debt and say, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to use debt to buy a rental house. Okay. Well, that might be an example of good debt. You could say, well, I'm going to go into debt to get a degree. Okay. Well, that might be a form of good debt. It all depends. You say, I'm going to buy, I'm going to go into debt to, you know, have a brand new wardrobe. Okay. Maybe you can build a case that that's good debt, but here's what you can never build the case. that's good debt is when you make your currency debt. And that's what we have done. We have actually taken our currency and we have made it debt based. The money in your pocket, when you pull out a dollar bill and you look at the top, it says that this is a federal reserve note. Yes. If you have a car note, you know, that's a loan. Everybody knows what a note is. Except when we look at the Federal Reserve note, we assume, oh, no, this is actually money. Well, it's money, quote unquote, but it's actually debt based money. So the entire system is built atop debt. Therefore, it's a very 
convoluted and complicated situation that we're in. Uh, the best thing that you can do is get yourself unlever uh, unleveraged, deleveraged, and begin investing across a various asset classes so that you can get diversified and be prepared for anything. You want to be nimble in this kind of environment, not, we over, not over levered. Yeah, we only have just a, a minute or so before the break here. Um, when you talk about diversification, what do you mean? Give us some examples of areas that people can, and then we're going to jump in the last segment and talk more about that and how you teach and walk people through on your website, followthemoney.com. Anybody, anybody living in uh, Omaha, Nebraska, has seen in that prairie silicon or silicon prairie they call it you know that that area has been exploding in, in uh, value as far as real estate goes yep. real estate's one of our favorite areas uh the stock market is another area that you can put money cryptocurrencies is another area that you can put money commodities hard assets things that are real you can put money there but the idea is is not to go all into one area mm. not all into real estate not all into stocks not all into cryptos not all into gold but having a diversified portfolio this keeps you nimble and when the rules of the game change which is the IRS tax code if you're over leveraged in one area and they hammer that area then you really made a mistake so it's very important in this environment to keep your assets spread out across various asset classes and make sure that you're not leaving too much exposed for a potential shift in the rules, which the Congress does that fairly regularly. And with the amount of debt we have, we expect that they will do continue to do that. Yeah, well, it's time to take our final break here. And when we come back, I'll ask Jerry uh, if now is a good time to be investing in the stock market. Plus, we'll learn more about his financial planning and investment website, followthemoney.com, that's already helped thousands of regular, everyday individuals profit from the stock market, cryptocurrencies, commodities, starting up your own business, and so much more over the past decade. You're listening to One Shot, One Life on Lincoln's number one news and talk station, 1499.3 KLIN. One Shot, One Life is presented by Lincoln Coin and Bullion. Buying and selling precious metals such as silver, gold, platinum, and palladium. We buy and sell coins and bills, both domestic and foreign. You're listening to 1499.3 KLIN. It's where I get all my news. Where I get all my news. Where I get all my news. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. Tap into the power of the ultimate success formula to win at anything in life. This is One Shot, One Life on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on One Shot, One Life. We love having you with us each week. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald. And a big thanks to one of our show partners, Youth for Christ of Lincoln. Youth for Christ is a non-denominational, non-profit organization serving over 2,400 youth in the Lincoln and surrounding areas. They're led by executive director and pastor, Matt Schulte. Um, they serve in three specific mini er ministry areas, campus life for teens of middle and high schoolers, juvenile justice for jailed teens, and parent life for pregnant teens. We also have a podcast as well called Engaging Today's Teens that we'd love for you to check out. Matt and I help equip parents, teachers, grandparents, uh, all kinds of people who are working with young people to help them navigate through their formative years. To check out the podcast and all uh, Lincoln Youth for Christ has to offer, just go to their website, yfclincoln.org. That's yfclincoln.org. 
org. We've been having a great discussion uh, with financial expert and national economist Jerry Robinson. Uh, again, Jerry, during the break, we're just like, man, he's dropping truth bombs. So we really appreciate uh, just all the insight you're giving us. Um, one of the things I want to talk about in the last segment here is the stock market itself. I know it's been a pretty crazy ride over the last six months of this year. Uh, is now a good time to be investing in the market? Oh, want to be in the st- stock market. Uh, for those who want to be in the stock market, then yes, the answer would be yes. Um, for those who don't want to be, the answer would be no, right? In other words, what happens oftentimes, what I've seen after coaching people as an, uh, in investing and trading over the years is that people will often decide they want to be in an asset class before they decide they don't want to be. And then, uh, and then they end up getting hurt. So the best way to approach the stock market is to say, do I want to be in the stock market or not? You you know what the fears are going to be. You know what the concerns are going to be. You know that there's going to be a wall of worry every single day. You know that the financial media is constantly going to be saying that it's Armageddon. You know how it works. And so you have to decide, am I going to walk into this battlefield or not? And if you do, then what, you're, what you also need to do is say, how much of my total investable dollars do I want to put into the stock market? So you need to empower yourself and say, how much do I? And of course, you would rather do this with a financial advisor. I always prefer that. But the point is, is that you're the one who's making those decisions. And once you decide how much you want to put into the market, then don't stop. In other words, if you make up your mind to buy, then buy. And And what I would also say is that you start buying and you don't stop buying because the dollar cost averaging is really what helps. What I did early on is I made a mistake, and I've often shared this with our students, Doug, is that when I first got started as an investor back in the early 2000s, I got scared in the dot-com bubble. And I had the opportunity to buy Amazon for 15 bucks. Mm. I had the opportunity to buy Microsoft for pennies on the dollar. And I, I choked. I ran. Instead of continuing my strategy through the scary time, I chose not to. And I now I kick myself looking back at that moment where I could have done that. We're in a similar moment now where there's fear reigning. Max pessimism is really, you know, it's very, very high. And you have to decide, am I going to be in the stock market or not? Right? You can't, you can't jump in when it's high and then jump out whenever it's at its lows. You'll end up losing money that way. Yep. So you have to decide, what am I going to do? So if you want to be in the stock market, then get in the stock market and don't stop. But if you don't want to be in the stock market, don't, then you have to find somewhere else to put the money. Because if you put your money in a glass jar and bury it in the backyard, you're going to find out that that dollar is not worth a dollar 10 years from now. So you're going to have to put it somewhere to protect the purchasing power. Real estate would be another opportunity. Uh, you know, hard assets would be another opportunity. You know, there's other places to go, but you have to, uh, once you make up your mind with the stock market, if you're going to do it, you just have to do it. I'm not saying that it's the best place to be. I'm saying that you have to be somewhere because your purchasing power is constantly declining due to policies out of Washington. So you have to grow your purchasing power and protect it. The stock market offers a way. One last comment on that, Doug, is just that when people think of the stock market, sometimes they think of penny stocks. Or they think, well, it's very risky and I have to go invest in these really wild companies that don't have earnings. The best thing to do if you don't know what you're doing in the stock market is simply just to buy an index fund, something like SPY, or you know, which is the uh, S&P 500 index ETF. Just simply buying something like that and regularly dollar cost averaging will give you market-like returns, which over time can stay ahead of 
inflation. So I wouldn't worry about all the minutia of the stock market. I wouldn't worry about all of that. I would just simply decide, do I want to have any of my investments in stocks? And if I do, then no one's going to convince me I shouldn't be there, right? So that's that's how I would approach it. Well, let's uh, let's shift gears a little bit in this area. I know we only have a few minutes, and I want to get to your website, followthemoney.com. Uh, and I want to dig into this area down the road more. I wish we need to have you back to jump in. But cryptocurrencies are, you know, we're, we hear about it in the news. Most people are skeptical because I believe they're just not educated about it. Are cryptocurrencies something people should learn about? And are they a fad or are they here to stay? They're here to stay. Uh, we began educating our folks on this. We were fortunate to learn about this very early. About a decade ago, we began buying Bitcoin and we began telling people this looks like an interesting area. We began by investing just about 5% of our investable dollars into cryptocurrencies. So that's, again, showing you a different way to look at it. Some people say, well, I won't invest in cryptocurrencies because they're dangerous. They may view themselves as investing all of their money in it and saying that's a bad idea. Of course, that would be a bad idea. So instead of investing all of your money into cryptocurrencies, you could invest a nickel, right? You could invest a nickel out of your, and that's what we did. We just said 5% into cryptocurrencies. I think that you're seeing slowly corporate treasury balance sheets and things along those lines. Corporations are slowly realizing this is a, the digital asset class is a real asset class. And you're seeing money flow into it. Even lately, we've seen BlackRock, which has eight to nine to ten trillion dollars in assets under management, now giving its institutional investors exposure to spot Bitcoin prices. In other words, the biggest institutional investors in the world now are realizing that Bitcoin is something they want exposure to. After calling it a fraud for years, here they are. So it's kind of like that old phrase, first they ridicule you, then they, they finally accept you. So, uh, yes, I would say that digital the digital asset class is here to stay. Even the United States is talking about a CBDC, a central bank digital currency, a dollar based upon the blockchain or based upon some sort of blockchain technology. So certainly it's here to stay, uh, but you have to be wise. Again, there are many hucksters out there with yep. stocks and with cryptos that you've got to avoid. So be wise. But yes, I think it's here to stay. We invest a small portion of our investment dollars in it, and we encourage those we coach to consider it. We only have people on the show that we trust that are experts that have proven plans. You have a system called followthemoney.com. It's a place where people can learn. It's where I got a lot of my education regarding cryptocurrencies and other investment areas. Tell us about uh, followthemoney.com and what you provide there. Thank you, Doug. Yeah, followthemoney.com. It's a passion. Uh, my wife and I have been running followthemoney.com now for about a decade. No, actually more than a decade. It's hard to believe. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a fiercely independent investment trend research firm. So we're very uh, independent. We use a lot of proprietary analysis. And we, what we do is, is we focus upon providing in, uh, investors and traders with investment research and trading research. So trying to find those setups that are working. If you're a trader looking for those great long-term opportunities in the stock market or in the crypto space or in hard asset space, if you're an investor. And we've also, we also do coaching on real estate, how to become a real estate investor. So we also have an income university, which includes 22 different income streams that you can create both now and in retirement. Each of these income streams, we provide videos and PDFs and reports on how you can get started. Whenever I was young, 
I was eager to become my own boss, Doug, but I didn't know where to start. Yeah. And followthemoney.com is like the place that I wish I had whenever I was young. I wish I had someone who had done all this work, who had done all the research that said, here's how it works. And uh, that's really what we've created. We've created a financial education website that can take anyone from any level of knowledge to a place where they feel comfortable investing, trading, uh, or even you know buying real estate. That's really what we've done, and we have we have plenty of free things. People don't have to come and buy anything. They can get our free podcast. They can get our free newsletter and all of this. But we also have premium plans, which is what you know you were talking about earlier. And we uh, encourage anyone to reach out to us, followthemoney.com. If they have a question about what we provide, we're here to help. We really want to empower and equip people to take control of their financial lives and be good stewards. Well, Jerry, thank you so much for joining us today. It's It's been an awesome show. So we're going to highly recommend that people listen to this. And thank you again for being here. Hopefully we can have you back. Love to. Thank you so much, Doug. All right, you bet. Well, you can check it out at KLIN.com and also on every podcast platform. We want to thank uh, my producers, Josh Floyd and Johnny Cadillac, and also our guest today, Jerry Robinson. Well, until next time, we want you to take full advantage of your amazing one life and make every single day count. We'll see you next week. For listening to the One Shot One Life Show, visit OneShotOneLife.com to get a free download of our theme song. While you're there, learn how to connect with Doug on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Go there now, OneShotOneLife.com, and listen every Saturday morning at 11, right here on 1499.3 KLIN. One life. Your home and away voice for the Huskers. This is 1499.3 KLIN. the local news because it doesn't get into all these politics get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox sign up for the daily at klin.com from the momo pizzeria and ristorante studios we are the voice of lincoln klin lincoln kvk hd3 lincoln k257 gn lincoln is 1499.3 klin and tucking the affidavit. I'm Pam Huso, Fox News. In the coming days, we should know more about the raid of former President Trump's home. The U.S. Department of Justice has until this coming Thursday to propose redactions to the affidavit used in support of a search warrant carried out at Mar-a-Lago earlier this month. 
Lawyers for President Trump are advocating for a full and unredacted version of the affidavit to be released, but lawyers hired by the press are the ones who ask the court for the paperwork. The affidavit may contain names of informants who told FBI agents of supposed evidence held at the former president's home. Mr. Trump denies such things. Fox's Eben Brown, Mr. Trump has hinted his legal team is preparing a major motion pertaining to the Fourth Amendment. An attack at a hotel in Somalia has killed at least 20 people and wounded 40 more. That's according to police in Mogadishu, who say Islamic militants set off explosions outside the hotel before storming it. On social media, the U.S. Embassy there strongly condemned the attack. Dire warnings in Ukraine where Russian forces are occupying a nuclear power plant. Both Ukraine and Russia are blaming each other, saying that they are each creating provocations outside of Europe's largest nuclear power plant, where the UN says there needs to be the creation of a demilitarized zone. The Kremlin calling the proposal unacceptable, arguing that the removal of forces will make the site even more vulnerable. Fox's Alex Hogan in Kiev. The source of an E. coli outbreak in Michigan, Ohio, and Pennsylvania may have been identified. Lettuce served on sandwiches at Wendy's restaurants could be the culprit. More than three dozen people have gotten sick. America's listening to Fox News. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. There is always someone doing something stupid somewhere. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Join me, Jason Chaffetz, every Wednesday as I shed light on the news and make some predictions along the way. You never know who will drop in. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. Connect to Fox News Audio and the Fox News app. Listen to hear your favorite hosts like Brian Kilmeade, Jimmy Fallon, and Guy Benson standing up for what's right live and via podcast. Just click listen, then swipe right and hear the latest news updates on your time. And scroll down to hear the latest podcasts from Fox News. And it's even easier to listen in the car with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. Get programming alerts and notifications. Fox News Audio is on the Fox News app. The Voices America Trusts. Downloaded now. Photos from the site of a helicopter crash are at the center of a high-profile trial in Los Angeles. Vanessa Bryant, who lost her husband Kobe and one of her daughters in 2020, is outraged that pictures from the accident were shared by some investigators. Vanessa Bryant, she's joined by Chris Chester, who lost his wife and daughter in the crash, are suing, uh, trying to hold uh, the departments accountable and trying to get justice for their loved ones. Vanessa Bryant, in a quote from her at times careful testimony, was asked if she's worried about the photographs 